Hi, I'm Brady Breeze, safety for the Detroit Lions, and you're listening to The Only Playbook. What's up, Only Playbook fans? We're back for another episode. Episode 42, we are going to be previewing the conference championship round. Two more freaking games, and then it's Pro Bowl, which is so anticlimactic. And then it's the Super Bowl, baby. We're the Only Playbook. I'm Sweetcar. I got Shashot, Shovit. What's going on, guys? Hey, doing great. Doing doing amazing, you know. I just want everything to slow down. You know, I don't want that. I don't want the Pro Bowl to come up, but I'm excited for these matchups. Remember how we excited we used to get for the Pro Bowl? Yeah. Those are the days. Yeah. When we were rooting on our players and stuff. And then ever since Mitch Trubisky made the Pro Bowl, I feel I was like, you know what? The Pro Bowl is the dumbest <laughs> shit in the whole world. So um I, yeah, it's it's I don't even get. I feel like all pro makes like matters way more now in the grand yeah. scheme of things. But yeah, you're right. We used to be super excited about it. But they used to make it fun like all of the pre-pro bowl games with like the throwing and all that stuff. Like I used to love watching that yeah. shit. But now it's just like not. It's not any of that. Or if it is, they don't televise it or advertise it enough for us to even know when it's happening or like when it's going on. Yeah. yeah. It's just like lost its And lust. it's not and it's before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like that's just dumb. Yeah. Like we're waiting for the ultimate thing we've been waiting all year for and they're like hey check this out like we don't need yeah. that and and the best players don't even play because they're playing in the super bowl right? right so you already have like two teams full of players that are probably like you know yeah. much of the pro yeah. bowl roster they're not getting to play so. not enough people are probably watching it after the super bowl we're like okay football's, yeah, football's over. over we're done yeah. and so they had to put it in the middle yeah exactly Which, like the whole thanksgiving yeah slot bullshit yeah but um we did have a really busy week as far as things happening for the podcast we did that's right what did we have um, we had this guy name of AD, Adrian Peterson, aka All Day, aka AP, aka Purple Jesus. He acknowledged us. He followed us, liked us, commented us. He blessed us. Yeah, that was pretty pretty wild. I mean, it, I feel like the emotions right now aren't running as high, so it's yeah. not giving due with how we were feeling at the time. But yeah, when we had. We had Brady Breeze come on. Obviously, if you've been listening, you know that. That episode's dropped. Go check it out. Uh, Brady Breeze came on, and he gave us a story about how he was in practice with the Tennessee Titans and how uh, it was the week that they had signed Adrian Peterson because of the Derrick Henry injury. Peterson hadn't been getting hit, so mm-hmm. he needed to f- you feel contact. So Vrabel's like picking one guy in the entire team <laughs> to be like, you know what, you're going to go against uh, Adrian Peterson, and it happened to be Brady. So great story. Check that out. Yeah. Because of that, we had tagged Adrian Peterson on the social media platform. And yeah, like you said, I got the text from you first right. saying, holy shit, he liked it. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the thing. So um, I was out um, and uh, I'm, I'm looking at homes right now and I, I just saw a great home that I love and I'm already like feeling good. I get in my car and I see Adrian Peterson liked your video and I'm like, <laughs> this has got to be like a fake account. Yeah. And sure enough, you click it and you see the check, check marks mark. yeah. and I had to just text you guys right away to let you know like that this just happened. This yeah. just it was it was so so yeah. exciting so thrilling. I mean, it's like not only did he just like it, he liked it. He followed our page, yeah. so that's going to come up on his feed moving forward. Yeah. And he took time to comment on it. So I mean, yeah. that just meant the absolute world to us. Because if you know anything about us, me and Shashot are like the two biggest Vikings fans possible, and much of our childhood was Adrian Peterson. So it was on the 12 year anniversary when you guys watched Adrian Peterson in the yeah. NFC yeah. Championship. Yeah. With- Cool, 25 carries, 122 yards, and three, three touchdowns. touchdowns in that NFC Championship game where had yeah. Brett Favre not thrown that interception yeah. or had a bounty gate on his hands, which they're making a movie about because apparently that's cool <laughs> and we can promote that. Um, yeah, had not if not for that, we'd be in the Super Bowl. But yeah, it was wild. 12 years on that day, we were in our jerseys. The it's video nuts. was there. It was on my memory on Facebook. So just like the whole universe 
coming yeah. together and yeah. like manifest. Man, yeah. And and you know how they say like you need to look for the signs. They don't just like show up. You got to look for them. And then I looked so deep. I was like, I'm a Lakers fan. Anthony Davis made his return. His nick. His his initials are AD. So it's just like, bro, yeah. like, yeah. what is going on? Well, how many signs are are there, and how many signs am I supposed to find? Yep. Yeah. So many signs. Signs Crazy. all over. Mel Gibson would be proud. Yeah. Um. So, like, <laughs> we're super excited about everything that's happened recently, guys. I mean, hopefully you guys can hear it in our voice. It's just like so giddy. All of the social media has been insane since then. Uh, uh, Instagram, all of that, Twitter, YouTube, everything. Go check us out. We're the only playbook everywhere except Twitter, where we're just only playbook. And then we're on all the podcast platforms. So if you just are driving along and you want to listen to something football related, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Spotify, uh, Spotify, YouTube, Anchor, Apple, and Google, right? So yep. uh, kind of the whole nine yards. Appreciate all the support so far. Can't wait to continue doing this. Let's get into what's actually important and let's jump into the previews for this weekend. Joe Cool, as Shovit called him last episode, and the Cincinnati Bengals are traveling to Arrowhead in Kansas City this weekend for a huge AFC Championship matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs at home getting a ton of love, favored by seven points over under 54 and a half. Everybody in the world wants this to be a shootout, and Vegas also kind of thinks it's going to be. So um, 43 degrees game time. I checked that five mile per hour wind. So Kansas City giving us some pretty decent weather for a football game. Um, it's there's a lot to like and there's a lot to unf- unfold here. What do you guys? I'll let you guys kind of kick it off. Yeah, so I'm gonna go back to the last game. Uh, this the matchup between the Bengals and the Chiefs. Uh, the Bengals came out on top, 34 to 31, with a McPherson field goal. Uh, which by the way, his jersey sold out after getting that field goal uh, last week, as as it as it should. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the you know Mahomes was held to less than 50 yards in the first half in that game. Uh, Kelsey and Hill only had 65 yards. And the way the reason I say this is. That's got to be the same sort of mindset on the defense. That is exactly how they need to play in order to stop this red-hot Kansas City Chiefs. And how hot have they been in the last um, seven games? They have, they're have they averaging 37.3 points per game. The Chiefs that we're used to. The Chiefs that we are used to. Bengals will need to keep up against the Chiefs. One thing to note is that uh, in the playoffs, they are averaging 22.5 points, points, yeah, uh, points per game. Yeah, that ain't going to cut it. That ain't going to cut it. That yeah. ain't going to cut You know why it's not going to cut it? Why is that? Because the Chiefs have scored 42 points in both playoff games this season. They joined the 1990 Bills as the only team to score 40 or more points in back-to-back playoff games ever. Wow. So, like, they're on fire. Yeah. Like, we mentioned how Tyreek Hill is not even, like, their priority anymore. He's just a fun little special experiment. And yeah. when that clicks, it's like, there's no way they lose that game. And... That, on top of the fact that the Chiefs have averaged 33.2 points per game in the postseason with Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback, that's the highest by any starting quarterback in NFL history. So, like, the wide receiver's on fire, the tight end's officially the best receiver in postgame history, or playoff history, and you have the best quarterback in playoff history in in five or more starts. So, it's like, they have this offensive unit, and at this point, does their defense even matter? Do we need to even care about this defense? No, I think I think that's exactly what I was going to allude to. So that was a perfect segue. The Chiefs' offense has reached back to the Chiefs' offense mm-hmm. heights. I know that there was a time where defenses had figured them out and they were getting more of the underneath stuff. But now what's happening is Jerick McKinnon's being used more, right? And Byron Pringle, Nicole Hardman. They're not. It's not like they're getting a ton of volume, but the defensive reads that now Mahomes sees where he knows the Hills and the Kelseys are more likely going to be covered, his reads have changed mm-hmm. to initially looking at the Hardmans and Pringles, and that's why you're seeing Pringle get a couple of touchdowns randomly yeah. here and Hardman get a touchdown here. And Jerick McKinnon's been fantastic, like yeah. super, super uh, impactful for them. So 
that's exactly what I'm saying is I don't think the Bengals' defense can stop the Chiefs. The Chiefs' defense clearly is capable of stopping teams. Last week, obviously not a good sample, but just a couple of stops yeah. against the Bengals. I don't see the Chiefs really having to punt, Dude, to be honest with you. you're absolutely right. The thing is... The Titans game was close mm-hmm. because of those three interceptions. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Outside well, of that, they were the Titans were doing pretty good. Yeah. You know, they got the ball first, they got the ball first and second half. Both those are turnovers. When you start the game, both halves without getting the ball technically, mm-hmm. you're just basically giving the other team yeah. the ball. You're gonna you're prone to lose, right? Yep. Patrick Mahomes won't do that unless it bounces off Tyreek Hill's hands <laughs> yeah. or his face or his yeah. ass. Something <laughs> like that. But this is playoff football. Chiefs are here to play, even if their defense is like seventy percent. Yeah. doing something yeah. this offense is at like 110 percent right yeah. now and, yeah sorry no and then joe burrow you know and uh, just uh, as much as i love him i like i mentioned like week seven my favorite player in the nfl outside of any vikings player is joe burrow like it's just that like i love everything about him right and he has the arm he's had some games with 500 yards he's had some game with 400 yards but this is the ultimate test of his life it doesn't get any better than this the Bengals are actually two and oh um they're one of two teams that have played it and never lost a conference championship game in the Super Bowl era. They're two and zero in that span. So I don't know if that means anything, yeah. but eh, it's something to be proud of. When when they're there, they they, they come to play unlike the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, no, uh, they've got the experience. That's the, unlike the Minnesota Vikings. Oh man, that's, that's <laughs> there's always a jab. Yeah, Vikings. Always, <laughs> there's always a jab. Always. <laughs> um, no, but uh, the Chiefs have experience uh, not only with Patrick Mahomes, but they have experience with Andy Reid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Andy Reid has been into the championships. Often, yeah. you know, like four times back to back with the Eagles yeah. and, and now, with, you know, with the Chiefs. Uh, so that's going to be, you know, a, a thing that in the playoffs experience limiting turnovers. That's important. And the Chiefs have that. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, you're 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 again a seasoned, almost arguably a dynasty now yeah. against an up and coming team, mm-hmm. new coach, new quarterback, young studs, everything. Right. Yeah. So it's like the future versus the I mean, it's hard to consider these guys still not the future because Mahomes yeah. is still young. A dynasty the, versus yeah, versus the like an up and coming. So it, it's it's like a really really big uh, matchup, and it, who better to have than a quarterback who you know who's not going to shy away from that, right? Yeah. Like a Joe Burrow, because you know that dude's going to come in with knowing the implications of every aspect, not yeah. just winning the football game, yeah. knowing who the quarterback is on the other end, knowing the Chiefs, obviously their entire aura with the dynasty that they've built, and knowing that Joe Burrow is wanting that exact same thing in Cincinnati. Yeah. So, um, dude, I'm just super excited. I think we talked about it just earlier. There, the, the way this game is going to go, the Bengals are going to have to be throwing the football a lot. I, yeah. don't, I don't see the Bengals being able to stop the Chiefs enough to where it's going to be like a 30-25 carry game for Joe Mixon, right? And they've, they've kind of trusted Joe Burrow now to be that guy. So it's like if he needs to throw 50 times, they have no problems letting him throw the ball 50 times. That's why this week my best bet is going to be Joe Burrow passing yards over 290 and a half. I just think there's really very, very few scenarios in which that doesn't happen one they just get blown away like they just you know 41 nothing you know one of those shits like where Mm -hmm. it just doesn't work out and then the other one is it's like a 13 10 game somehow a bunch of defense field goals etc but i don't see that happening the Bengals' defense is not built to play a defensive battle against the kansas city chiefs so that's why joe burrow is gonna have to throw the football they're gonna have to look deep t against jamar chase taj boyd or tyler but you know the whole crew uzama uh uzama whatever but because of that, two ninety and a half seems like a very generous line. I yeah. take the over. Yeah, so you know, I'm trying to think of ways that that wouldn't work out, right? Um, it's very hard. It's very hard. I, here's here's a proposal. So if the Chiefs somehow don't do their Chiefs stuff, mm-hmm. let's say they want to be a run first team, right? Um, that could limit 
a lot of things. Sure. If, if the score is like 21 to 17, yeah. Burrow doesn't have to throw as hard. That is the only outcome. However, this stat tells me there's no way the Chiefs are going to do that. So the Chiefs are 20, or sorry, 12 and 1 when they average fewer than five yards per carry this season. That's the best winning percentage in the NFL. They're two and four when they average five or more yards per carry. So like, just forget you have a running game. <laughs> They're defying the odds of this run. Like, right. you have to have an established running game. Blah, blah, blah. No. They're better when they run less. No. They run shittier, they're better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, because when they run shitty, they give up on the run, and then you have the yeah. best arm in football, yeah. probably ever, yeah. letting it happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, th- here's that's why. That's, there's just no way Joe Burrow's not going to get that number. It's yeah. very hard. He's going to, I mean, the Chiefs are going to have to start stop Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and, and the guys Boyd, Boyd, don't forget Boyd, about the guy Zama. that was there. Yeah. Yeah. Boyd freaking caught what 100 pa- 100 passes yeah, and like, like, like 3 years, years in a row yeah, or 2 yeah, years in a row. Yeah. Ridiculous. So even if they don't score touchdowns, they'll still have to throw the ball to yeah. get yeah, to the exactly. red zone. So yeah. um yeah, that's So this isn't about scoring. This right. is just about generating yards, yeah. right? So he could end every drive with an interception. I don't care, but as long as he's and, moving the ball. Yeah. And we've seen what the the Bengals have established yeah. and that's just throw it the ball no matter what. Yeah. At the end of the day, Trust Joe Burrow is yeah. the Bengals right now, yeah. and so yeah. I, I'm taking Joe it, Burrow. It was a great method. Like if you wanted to win the Super Bowl or get to the Super Bowl, you knew you'd have to come across Patrick Mahomes. Yep. You can't beat the you can't beat the Patrick Mahomeses and like all these other big names yep. by not by not throwing the ball. Yep. So like I think they established early when they got to the playoffs, they're like, oh shit, real deal. Yep. Let's start getting ready for the Super Bowl. Yeah. So and then that has just instilled all kinds of confidence in this whole team, and now we're gonna see what happens tomorrow. Per Predict- predictions. On- yeah, I'm gonna say Chiefs. It's gonna be a tough, uh, you know, uphill battle for the Bengals. Um, so Chiefs come out on top. Yeah, this is a this tough one for me. It's 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 about who I want to win versus who I think is gonna win. Right. I want the Bengals to win because I'm t- I, I don't like I like the underdog. I always like the underdog, and um, I want the Bengals to win. But how can you how can you like everything we just said? How can you refute that? The Chiefs would have to beat themselves. Yeah. Essentially, right? Is yeah. the way we're seeing them lose. Yeah, this and, game. and they have so- they have showed no signs of that happening recently. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I hope we get some sort of a the Rams-Chiefs game from like two years ago yeah. this time with the Bengals because Joe Burrow obviously is capable of putting up those numbers. Seven points. Do you think that's a wide – like do you think that's a pretty big spread or do you think that's pretty coverable for the Chiefs? Based on the history of the Chiefs being able to cover the spread, I think that it, you would be okay with putting yeah. um, the money on Cincinnati plus seven. Like yeah. in order to cover that spread, they need to throw a lot mm-hmm. and this is the best throwing team I have, may have ever seen in my life. Yeah. So it's like – and a young team with eh defense, offensive firepower, maybe the greatest of all time. Yeah. It's seven points yeah. worth a shot. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Over under 54 and a half. If I'm taking a bet from like a uh, overall game perspective, I'm going to take the over. Yeah. Just yeah. points. What, what was it? What was the total? 54 and a half. Okay. Yeah. 28-28. Mm. Like that's already 56 right there. 31-28 final. Last game yeah. was 31-34. Yeah. 65 right there. Yeah. Yep. Quick yeah. and easy. That's quick math. Yeah, that's going to be a great matchup. The winner of that in two weeks, we will will be at SoFi in the Super Bowl. So, uh, big, big game there for Cincinnati. Obviously, the Chiefs have been there. So, they've been there, done that. Cincinnati first-timers, or first time in a really long time. Uh, something to watch for. Let's jump to the next game. Jimmy G and the San Francisco 49ers are going to be traveling to L.A. to take on the Rams. This is the third time these guys have faced off. This is going to be the NFC Championship game. Rams at home. We're playing in a dome. Outside doesn't really matter, but it is going to be beautiful. 69 degrees there in in L.A. for the game. Rams favored by 3.5 points at home, over under 46. Obviously, Rams come into this game as the favorite based on the line. They've looked really, really good. Matthew Stafford finally had, you know, kind of a big 
defining moment in his career, winning a big playoff game. Yeah, last comeback week against, victory. Comeback victory against Tom Brady, etc. So, uh, a big things happening for LA, but for some reason, this 49ers team scares me a little bit. I don't know if they scare you a Bro, little bit. Bro, they scare me shitless. They scare me shitless because you can't game plan for any of this shit. You don't know who's going to be the running back when. You don't know who's going to do what. All you know is Jimmy Garoppolo's not that good. Yep. That's all you know. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, and the Rams have not beated, beat the yeah. uh, 49ers this, this year. Yeah. 0-2 yep. against right. the uh, uh, 49ers. So, you know, what are they going to do differently to come out on top? They're going to have to stop Debo Samuel, who can do anything, everything. He can run he, the ball. He is a little injured, though. He did get hit on the side of At his the leg. End of the game. Yeah, yeah. So they're, you know, they might, li- they might have to limit him a little bit, but mm-hmm. we don't know. Yeah. They just, they won't give us that information because it's just, it's their biggest weapon, right? Yeah, yeah. they're gonna downplay the hell out of that. I, I mean, this as if he's healthy. Yeah, this is playoffs. I can't imagine Debo Samuel yeah. <laughs> taking a backseat when it matters against yeah. the Los Angeles For Rams. Sure. Um, you know, some things to note is, um, uh, uh, Cam Hayward has a. You know, only one sack against the uh, 49ers in the last three games. So he he he's not stepping up like he needs to. Mm-hmm. However, they are allowing pressure from like Von Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mentioned Cam Hayward. Uh, Aaron Donald, like, do you mean? Aaron Donald. Okay, that's like Cam Hayward. Oh, okay. Hey, now, Steelers fan right yeah, there? Yeah, wow. I just like <laughs> yeah. went super yeah. on the yellow and black instead of, yeah. yeah no, um, no. Um, Aaron Donald yeah. uh, has does not have a sack or has only one sack in the last three games. Um, but Von Miller and, and company, there, there's this guy. He's got a, he's got an interesting name. Uh, oh, man, I can't. Oh yeah, Orgbonia Okoronkwa. Yeah. Okay. He's a defensive line. Okay. Putting pressure okay. on on the <laughs> on the defensive line side. So yeah, guys like that have been stepping up. They have 48 pressures uh, in the last two games. So. That's what they need to do. Pressure Jimmy Garoppolo, force him to uh, have turnovers. There's a lot of matchups there to look at. OBJ versus Emmanuel Mosley. I'm I'm interested to see if OBJ can come up on top um, because Cooper Cup is gonna be double teamed. Is my assumption. I mean, he's got over 100 yards in the last two games, so they've got to stop Cooper Cup. I can see an opportunity for OBJ to to play really well this week. Um, but you know, this is a this is a toss up for me. Um, either I, I think 49ers can uh, come up on top, but you know, Rams are a good team, so they've been Stafford's yeah. been doing pretty well. So yeah, I think you can go back two months when people started saying we need a double Cooper Cup. Has it worked? No, it's never worked. Right? They're still going to feed Cooper Cup. He's probably going to see twelve to thirteen targets, and he's going to get over hundred yards, and he might get two touchdowns. Right? Like that seems like the safest thing I have said all week. Um, so the, basically, the main thing is that he's going to get the volume. Right? So that being said. If they're feeding Cooper Cup, doing what they normally do, they're probably going to score over 24 points. They're going to play their usual Rams football. I don't see the Rams changing anything. I don't see them deviating away from what's working because they've won, what, like seven of their last eight games now? Um, and But but there is an Achilles heel, and, um, and that's the 49ers, mm-hmm. unfortunately, for the Rams. Yep. There's one team... They did not want to see in this very moment right here. It's the 49ers, and here they are. And you Packers mentioned the same thing last week. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. There's Kyle Shanahan's the goat, man. Kyle Shanahan's freaking amazing. Um, so I did want to mention you did or you mentioned that they had um, they lost both their games this season, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they go a lot farther back than just this season. They haven't beaten them in about six. I want to say six or seven games in a row, going back a couple of years. Trying to find that stat. Um, it's here somewhere. But, yeah, it, it, it extends much farther than just this season. Um, and then the, to make things worse, um, well, b- better, to, to actually help them out a little bit, the, help the Rams out um, in this really shitty situation they've kind of just found themselves in where they can't find ways to beat the 49ers for many, many, many years. 
Um, the entering this NFC Championship game, the 49ers have a total of two touchdowns in 20 offensive possessions. You think that's going to cut it to beat the Rams? Absolutely not. You know, it worked out in certain situations. The weather probably played a role in Green Bay, unfortunately, to Aaron Rodgers' demise. However, no weather concerns, no concerns at all in any form for the Rams as far as, you know, the outside of football stuff, um, as far as that goes. And you're playing against a team that has that has been your Achilles heel. However, as of late, in the last 20 possessions, in the most important part of their season, in the most important 20 possessions of their season, they've mustered out only two touchdowns. And after we praised Cooper Cup and we talked about OBJ is going to have a mm-hmm. good game and their defense is still very much there, all it takes is probably two touchdowns to beat the 49ers looking at this stat. So what are the 49ers going to do? Like, Yeah, it, I, I think it's going to be another like defensive type of game. Like, cause, Because if you think about the last game uh, with the Rams, they tried to run the ball often with Cam Akers, and they weren't able to do that, right? Cam, Cam, Cam Akers was shut down yeah, to like 45 it, it yards. Was, it was Tampa Bay, though. Like they're, They've been notorious to just destroy people to yeah. not let run on them. But, but yeah. the 49ers, um, are, they've got linebacker Fred Warner who can... You know, you can definitely put some um, key pressure on the running game um, f- when when they're trying to give it to Cam Akers. So, you know, it, it's I, I don't know. I, I think that the 49ers defense has a strong opportunity to stop the uh, Rams to score points, and and uh, you know, all you, really what you got to do is stop Cooper Cup is what is what I'm seeing. Yeah. yeah, and well, I mean, funny you mentioned that, right? So you don't even have to stop Cooper Cup to beat the Rams. Let Cooper Cup be Cooper Cup. Yeah. So they're, the 49ers are 2-0 and against mm-hmm. the Rams this year. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup, that last game, in the, the one that they lost in overtime, final game of the year, seven catches, 118 yards, and a touchdown. That's not stopping Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, the first time they played, where they lost 31-10, to the Rams only put, to put up 10 points. Cooper Cup still had 13 catches, 122 Jesus. yards. So, like, you're not stopping Cooper Cup. Yeah. You're just saying Cooper Cup can do whatever the fuck he wants. Nobody else can do anything. And I think... That that's my um, I guess that's what I'm gonna kind of boil things down to is at the end of the day we know Kyle Shanahan's a guru we know we know Sean McVay's also a guru as well but when push comes to shove the person that's gonna have the most pressure in this game to me again is gonna be Matthew Stafford and he has not fared well against the 49ers no. this year clearly they've had his number the first game only 10 points second game yeah 24 points but they still lost uh, Stafford still didn't have a great game so. Is Stafford going to be able to get over that hurdle? Because this entire, again, it's tough when you're in the scenario situation in the NFL where it's quarterback dominant, right? Because at the end of the day, it always kind of falls back on the quarterback. And the the thing with the Rams is they've had success prior to Stafford. They made the Super Bowl with uh, uh, Jared Goff. So they know Sean McVay is already a good quarterback. The only person that could hold them back from getting reattaining that success is going to be Matthew Stafford. So he can't be the reason they lose the football game, but that's the biggest variable to me is the 49ers, again, they're predicated on doing things that other people don't. Literally, Mike McDaniel's press conference was, hey, like, wh- wh- what do you guys like about like all these different things we do? He's like, do you see other teams doing it? No, that's why we do it. Weird. Savage. Right? So just do things that other people don't. And that, to me, means they're going to game plan for Matthew Stafford, right? They're going to yeah. game plan in a way that Matthew Stafford is not going to be able to just stop, like, drop back for seven seconds, Cooper Cup's running free and getting in the ball. And so that, to me, is the biggest 
key in the 49ers winning is I think they're going to have success running the football still. I don't think that's going to be stopped. So Jimmy Garoppolo's uh, window for making errors is going to be shrinking because I think they'll have success running the ball and then setting up for play action because we talked about outside of the Rams like big cogs their defense is still like you can still throw the ball against them. You can still run the ball. You can still move the ball against them. Yeah, right? middle of the pack. Yeah, very middle. But of the Von pack. Miller's been stepping up. You always have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, big names. So, I think the 49ers are going to have success running the football. I think the play action is going to work. I think what's what's going to need to happen is Matthew Stafford is going to have to put pressure on the 49ers by being able to either like score early, big plays, touchdown, something that they're they weren't expecting out of him. Like first play, play action, like. 40-yard yeah, bomb, right? Showing right. that there's holes in that defense that Stafford can get, that that's going to change how the rest of that game goes. But if they just fall into the hands of the 49ers for like the first quarter and a half, then they're, they've they been sucked and lured in, and I don't think they're going to get out yeah. of that. So I'm looking at this like a long-term situation just from a viewer standpoint, right? If the 49ers find a way to win this game, they're going to get murdered <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Absolutely destroyed. The Rams have a, you know, a better chance than the 49ers to keep up with the Chiefs. Um, yeah, so I'm looking at it from that perspective, right? Like you mentioned Matthew Stafford. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is just as suspect, if not more suspect than, right. um, but he just doesn't have to do as much exactly. because their run game is so strong. However, if the Rams do stop the run game, this game's over. I don't see them doing that. Okay. But I'm the just 49ers saying. The 49ers are the best running team in the league, right? They've already played two times and they haven't been able to stop the run. I just, like, they have the talent. I just think the scheme for the 49ers trumps the talent that any run defenses usually have. Maybe outside the Buccaneers, but I don't know. But I just think the Rams' holes have been there so yeah. much and so often yeah. that I don't, like, they're not just going to come into this game and, like, completely shut down the best running no, team. No, in no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if the game becomes that, if any team ends up scoring 30 points, I think it's going to be very difficult to side on the 49ers winning this game. Yeah. Um, that That's it. I'm just trying to find, you know, reasons why this could go wrong. Matthew Stafford, obviously. Obviously Matthew Stafford. Jimmy Garoppolo. And what happens if these guys can't do what they do, right? If Matthew Stafford doesn't get going, uh-oh. Big problem. If Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't get going, they still have the run game. So, you know, we're going to see how, how this plays out. Historically, clearly, clearly... Kyle Shanahan has something Mike uh, Sean McVay doesn't. Maybe that's why he was a tight ends coach. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting because whoever wins this game, you know, if, if the 49ers win this game, it's going to be a really, really sad Super Bowl. If the Rams win this game, it makes it a little bit more interesting. Damn. You already – if the 49ers yeah. win, you think it's over? Yeah, it's over. It's Damn. over. Yeah, I'm calling it. Calling it right now. Yeah. 49ers make it, just go home. Just go home. I'm just interested to see what they'll do. Dude, it's yeah. Kyle Shanahan. I'm yeah. never ruling out Kyle Shanahan in anything. Yeah, just, it's you the, said earlier, the two greatest minds, Kyle Shanahan, yeah. maybe outside of Andy Reid, yeah. right? Outside of Andy Reid. Who was he facing? But Andy Reid. I think Andy I, I think Andy Reid gets a ton of credit now because of Patrick Mahomes. Yes, with Donovan McNabb, they were, they were con- constantly in the NFC Championship game, but they also constantly lost because in key situations and stretches, they did not execute well. Yeah. They didn't win a single Super Bowl there. Donovan McNabb didn't want to say right, Super Bowl, right. Right. I mean, there's. I mean, again, like you, you like to point, you know, fingers at certain positions, like for taking the fall. Like a quarterback takes the fall for you yeah. in many situations, right? I don't look at things like that. So, like taking a team to a certain position to win is just as good as winning in certain positions because it's out of like I'm looking at it from a very different perspective. Don't don't get me wrong. Obviously, winning is the goal here, but setting yourself team uh, up, uh, setting your team up for success, it. it it all it already puts you in a different echelon when you do that consistently. So I'm not I'm not saying that Andy Reid was very successful in uh, the Eagles or yeah. 
But what I'm saying is there's a reason he is respected widely throughout the league and nobody will bat an eye in this conversation. If you ask actual NFL players or coaches, they'll be like, yeah, I mean, you're talking to a guy that loves uh, Kyle Shanahan more than probably many people you'll meet, right? So I get that. I'm just saying with everything we talked about the Chiefs in the other game and how offensively firepowered they are, and there's a lot more weaknesses in the San Francisco 49ers side, but they also find ways to win like crazy. I just think at the rate that the Chiefs are going, I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo can do anything at that point. We'll We've basically Let's make just, sure the Chiefs even get yeah. there first. <laughs> now, yeah, We've yeah. seen the wildest season of the fucking year of yeah. ever, so I'm not counting anything right. out. Yeah. yeah, obviously if we're just stack ranking them, the Chiefs are the best team in the playoffs. That's yeah. why they're the best odds to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's as clear as day. But what I'm saying is, like for for us being so gung-ho about not counting anybody out till the fat lady sings, till the final buzzer yeah. sounded before the Super Bowl has even happened. Yeah, we're I basically mean, assuming that if the 49ers make it, they have literally no Yeah, shot. well, that's why this is a podcast, right? That's why people post stuff on the internet. That's why there's news. Like, this is a conversation. I'm not going to sell my house on this topic because that's stupid. But it is a valid... From everything I've said today, I'd be lying if I said, um, you know, I've said so many good things about the Chiefs. I've said so many good things about the, about the Bengals. I've said so many good things about the Rams. But the things I've said about the 49ers don't instill fear up on the opponents. Like, they find ways to win. They're like the Titans, but better, right, as far as things go. It's just that if if that were to happen, if they had to go up against the Chiefs, I, it's, I, I'm finding it very hard, very hard to entertain the fact that they win that game. That's it. That's all. I'm, yeah. You know, it's all skepticism, right? We're just, we're making points. We're calling shit. You know, you're making bets that's out fair. there. That's all guessing too. Like, you know, we're just making stuff up. Yeah, that's fair. I, I definitely would love to see a 49ers, Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan. That would be unreal because you're going from a young offensive mastermind to an older seasoned offensive mastermind. And then obviously talent-wise, the Chiefs out, out Trump the 49ers in almost every position, right? So, yeah, it, it would really be a David versus Goliath matchup. You're not wrong. I just think the 49ers, well, I don't know how, and that's that's been like the phenomenon is how are they yeah. here? Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo sucks. They don't belong They don't belong yeah. here, but they're here. And they're here, and they're one win away from a fucking Super Bowl. So right. um, however they're doing that, however Jimmy Garoppolo is winning 75% of his starts there with being a shitty quarterback, I don't know how the hell they're doing that either. But something they're doing with the lack of talent that we see kind of jumping out to us is different. And that's why when it's different, it's hard to count out completely. Yeah, no, I get it. I, I'm, I, I think the 49ers are going to beat the Rams because historically it's just I don't know how the Rams are going to figure three this out. Three and a half points to me is too much. I'd take the 49ers plus three and a half here. So who do you guys think are going to win this game? I'm going to say 49ers. Damn. So now all of a sudden we're all on the 49ers. Yeah. Nothing has changed. It's the yeah. same topic. Like yeah. I've always thought the 49ers are going to beat yeah. the Rams. I just think if they make it a Super Bowl, yeah. it's a little tough. Yeah. I think I don't know who's going to win the game. I just think three and a half points is unfair to the 49ers when, again, the 49ers are not a team that typically gets blown the fuck out because right. they run the football and they play defense. So, and the, and the Rams have Matthew Stafford who could throw three interceptions in like three possessions straight. So, so if, you, if you had to pick, who's going to win the game? Uh, I'm, I would I would put money on the 49ers. I don't know who's going to win. Like, but I, if you had to pick one team to win the game. 49ers. Okay. Yeah, 49ers. That's fine. I'm just thinking when I think about winning, like, Picking and then winning here means less to me than the fact that the the team that's almost equally valued is three and a half point dogs. Yeah. So if I take a money line, I'm like two to one odds almost there. That's unreal. The the talent gap in these two teams, specifically the fact that they play twice and the dogs won both times, does not indicate indicate that the Rams should be three and a half point favorites. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, but this is like a gun to head situation. It's just a picking situation, yeah. right? So. Gun to my head. Give me the 49ers. Yeah. yeah. I'll take the 49ers. But as well. I, I am very skeptical in this decision. It's not as easy as the other, no, other, no, other decisions. But it's, like that's the, why it's gun to your head. Yeah. 
Well, it's, I, I don't, don't have, know. You don't have time to be uneasy. I'm not sure. The gun is at your head. The gun, gun is, is at, at your, your head. head. There's 40, no thought process. That's why. 49ers. Yeah, that's why it's gun to your head. There's no time to think. I'm going to pick Debo Samuel and yeah. uh, that running game. Until, until the Rams can prove they can beat the 49ers, I'm going to ride the 49ers. I also think it's great for football. I think that if yeah. the 49ers were it's able to, if that. Garoppolo and yeah. that running game is able to beat the Rams and the Kansas City Chiefs, like that's gonna be, it's gonna take out everything. All yeah, these conversations that everything. we had about quarterbacks and all yeah. that stuff. Like, what's the formula now? You know, back to the running game. Yeah. What, what, defense wins championships. Like, running game wins championships. Yeah. What, what is every, it? Like, Kyle three out of every ten years. Like seventy percent. I don't know what the stat is. I feel like I've done this research recently, but like seven out of ten Super Bowl winners are always like their quarterback is either a rookie scale contract or they're a future Hall of Famer, right? But we can think of all of those defensive teams that have won because like every four or five years, that seems to happen. That's yeah, not yeah. uncommon either. Right. Right. Yeah. The Denver Broncos with Peyton Manning, dad, no Chicago arm. Bears, Chicago Bears against the Colts. Yeah. Um, literally the Legion of Doom or Boom. Yeah, that's Legion true. of Boom. Like, they did have so, Russell Wilson that time. They though. did have Russell Wilson. That's true. But yeah. But yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, obviously. But yeah. Every once in a while, you're, like the Ravens yeah. of the early 2000s, there's yeah. always going to be that. But I just Wait, think they did have Joe Flacco. Yeah, I'm just kidding. A a good offense will always beat a bad offense, right? The perfect throw will always beat the perfect defense. So it's like, just use that. Like, if we agree on that, then just look at how what that extrapolates into. That means you need to put up points, you need to throw the ball, you need to do all these things. And then Kyle Shanahan's out here just playing chess, (laughs) and everybody else literally, literally literally playing chess. Best analogy possible. Yeah. That 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 that's scary. Yeah. That's fucking it is. terrifying. It, that's that's why literally yeah. when this segment started, yeah. I was like, I'm scared yeah. shitless. Yeah. You don't know. The 49ers could literally come out and Jimmy Garoppolo is not even playing like the first five snaps. Yeah. Would that surprise you? No, because they no. can do anything. Yeah. 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 I, I'm I'm scared shitless. <laughs> Unless it's Patrick Mahomes on the other <laughs> yeah. side. I'm yeah. scared shitless. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree with you. Um but yeah, I mean shit, that's gonna be an insane game. I cannot wait this weekend. Luckily, both games are on Sunday, like you said, the Saturday, Sunday stuff, you know, like you know, give us some time to like do other things. You know, take care of other things. While yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, like check our bets. Yeah. For example, yeah. the bets for this uh, this game. Yeah. Uh, OBJ is at fifty one and a half, and uh, I I have that as over. I'm gonna say OBJ gets more so, than fifty one. So and you're half. seeing a lot of double team cup and opening yeah. of the OBJs. Exactly. It's gonna be OBJ versus Mosley, and I think that OBJ mano mano y mano can take on Mosley and get some separation i'm seeing a lot of dump offs i'm seeing a lot of running i'm seeing a lot of early pressure for stafford inaccurate throws early oh, You're just like, oh god is this that's exactly how i'm seeing this game go uh-huh. so i worry that the volume won't even like i i worry that this is an eight target game for obj but only three catches you know like it's just there's they're trying to get him the ball there jim but yeah stafford just kind of all over the like that's that's what i'm expecting this game to look what like. if both the quarterbacks play how they really play then this game turns yeah. really, really boring. Yeah. Then it's just a bunch of interceptions. Yeah. Then it's just a lot of short fields for the other quarterback, <laughs> yeah. only to throw an interception right back to the other quarterback. Oh God! Please don't, don't let that happen. At least one of these quarterbacks, please prove me wrong. Yeah. At least one of these guys. I think it'll be a good football game. I, I think no matter how it shakes out, the last week did not let us down. I know the week before that it was a lot of blowouts, but let's hope that's not a trend, and let's hope it's just blowout early week, and now it's just going to be close good games because these two games on paper are exciting as F. So that's it. Those are the two previews this week. Let's jump into the game. Another episode and segment of Random Playoff Player. I'm going to give you guys hints on a player. There's about six or seven hints. You each get two guesses, two wrong guesses. Yeah, two wrong guesses, Uh right? Uh, Two wrong guesses, and you're out. Um, again, it is a player that has played in these current playoffs, whether they're still in or not in. Who the fuck knows? Only I know. Actually. Oh, man. Is this on a scale of like one to ten? How hard is this going to be? Uh, not hard. Like six? 
Nah, it's, I mean... 4.7? <laughs> yeah, I would say maybe about a 6. Okay, okay, that's fine. It's like a 6... No, it starts out at like maybe an 8 based on the clues, and then it slowly okay, goes okay. down to like a 2. All right, cool. Um, yeah. Right. Random playoff player. Here we go. This playoff player was born in Brentwood, Tennessee on November 14th, 1996. November 14th? Got it. No, I'm kidding. Could you imagine? <laughs> 96. Got 96. it. Okay. Uh, I'm glad you caught the most important part of that. So it's you know, kind Tyler of age, Boyd. Age range. Wrong. First guess gone. Damn. This <laughs> random playoff player played quarterback in high school and received offers from Air Force, Austin Peavy, and Cornell to play QB. Cooper Cup. Wrong. All right. So you both have one guess wrong. Good guess. Good guess both ways. This random playoff player was another college walk-on, but he walked on as a fullback. Why are these questions getting harder? He walked on as a fullback. What the? F- oh, my God. I can't use my last guess. Unless you know for sure. <laughs> this random playoff player at his pro day ran a four-five-seven forty. Four five seven fullback? That was almost a quarterback? <laughs> this random player was teammates in college where he walked on with AJ Brown and DK Metcalf. AJ Brown and AJ D- Brown and DK Metcalf? He was friends Which with Which means at Ole Miss. No, yeah. teammates, not teammates. Friends. <laughs> friends. Yeah. Sorry. Friends, teammates. Yeah. <laughs> As they're, they're the same age. They're the same. Um, they're 96. So he's probably like 24, 25. There's two more hints, and they're going to get easy. So okay. You both already have one guess, right? Yeah. yeah. He walked on as a fullback. I shouldn't have guessed so early. Next time we play this, I'm going to guess way later. Yeah. So teammates with A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf at Old Miss. Yeah. This random playoff player broke his current franchise's record for most. Bingo. Most what? Continue, continue. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, so you're not guessing? You're not guessing yet? Yeah, no. Most receiving touchdowns by a tight end in one season this, this past season. Broke his current franchise's record for most receiving touchdowns by a tight end. Dawson Knox. Yes, that is yeah, correct. Right. Dawson Knox is correct. Nice. We didn't nice. have to go to the last hint. Drafted in the third round by the Bills. Oh, nice. damn. Yeah. Good nice. shit, man. Dawson good. Knox. Walk-on <laughs> fullback. Whenever, whenever you said... um. Broke his teams. I was going to say Evan McPherson. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, yeah. Crazy, right? Yeah. Walk on as a fullback. Was a quarterback in high school. Could have gone to some of these schools, but a lot, all these schools or most of these schools that he got recruited to play quarterback all run the the read option. Oh, he did. He did throw a pass this year. Oh, he did? did? Yeah. And he broke his hand. (laughs) Idiot. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Are are you just, are you just Googling like weird NFL stories? No. You know, randomly <laughs> using the internet. You know, the, the perks of the internet make it fun. Oh, but yeah, nice. Dawson Knox. Last week we had Hunter Renfro, which you'd guessed. This week we got Dawson Knox, which you guessed. So we are tied one to one after two weeks of random playoff player. Nice. This is fun. Yeah, must be. <laughs> yeah, anything else, you guys? Anything else for this weekend? That's all I've got. Um, yeah, no. Go check us out, guys. We've uploaded a bunch of shit on Instagram at the only playbook. Uh, YouTube channel at The Only Playbook. Check out Brady Breeze's interview. Uh, it's a lot of really cool information. He talks about a lot of really relevant 
NFL players to this day, guys he idolized back when we were growing up, guys he watches today. Yeah. It's all just really, really cool, relevant NFL content. So if you enjoy anything NFL-related, what better than to get into the mind of a current NFL player? Yeah, and also, if you know any former NFL players, current NFL players, current college players in the NFL, or any other major sport for that matter, send us a DM. Yeah, if they want just a platform to shoot the shit with a bunch of dudes that love doing this, let us know. DM us. We're more than happy to make something like that happen. Again, amazing, amazing week, week and a half. Brady Breeze interview. Adrian Peterson followed us, liked our post, and commented on our post. Made our entire fucking lives as <laughs> you and I have idolized Adrian Peterson. Been a huge fan of his for you know for his entire career. So uh, big things on the horizon in 2022 for the Only Playbook, hopefully. Um, and yeah, if you guys enjoy our content, obviously, again, interacting with our social media is going to help spread the word. So please do so. Um, and please always let us know. We're always open to feedback. If there's anything you guys want to see, any random segments, I've had some people shoot me DM saying, hey, this might be a good segment idea, blah, blah, blah. I love all of that. So keep that coming and uh, we'll try our best to incorporate what we can. But uh, again, I'm Sweetheart, Shovit, the usual suspects. We're the only playbook guys. We will see you next time. 